0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 of NFL Unwrapped, our one year anniversary edition. I'm Corbin Weinerman, joined by my co hosts, Perry Aston and Christian McGowan. Guys, say hello.
1: What's going on, guys?
0: Hey, how's it going? So, one year for us. We're celebrating it with our special guest, Evan Jacoby from Gamble. That's Gamble with a Y. Evan, how are you doing today? Good, man. Great to talk
2: to you guys. Just got off the NBA pod with you guys, which was awesome. So really excited to talk to you about Yamble and what we're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you guys haven't listened to our NBA Unwrap podcast, you can go ahead and listen to that. We had Evan on for that whole podcast. We're going to start out this podcast with a little bit of a Q&A with Evan about his app and just what you can do with it. Um, and all the benefits that you can get from it. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys to listen to our podcast either on podcast.com or the Apple iTunes podcast app. Please go ahead and give us a five-star review if you haven't yet. You can also listen to us on the Pulse Podcast Network and make sure to download their app, the Pulse Podcast app. It's a network of different podcasts, the first app of that kind. So some groundbreaking stuff with that. Also, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at NFL Unwrapped. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Unwrapped. Follow Perry on Twitter at Perry Aston. Christian on Twitter at McGowan75. And Evan on Twitter at Evan Jacoby. E-V-A-N-J-A-C-O-B-Y. All right, so let's get into this. We're just going to start with the Q&A, like I mentioned, with Evan. Um, So Evan, I guess just to start out, maybe just to... Give our listeners a little bit of an introduction about you and uh, your background.
2: Yeah, no problem. So um, I'm a recent transplant from New York to the West Coast, uh, born and raised Welcome. New Yorker, came out to uh, the Bay Area a couple months ago, just moved here, um, got a background in social media and sports. I was a social media manager with the NBA, the league office, uh, in New York for six years, uh, left that job last April came out to the West Coast, I've been doing some freelance work with uh, sports brands, and I'm also a co-founder of Yamble, uh, which I'll talk to you guys about in a second.
1: Yeah, guys, and we're so excited about this partnership with Evan and what Unwrapped and us. What we're here going to do here is, of course, promote him as a partner, which is what we're so excited about, and talk about his Super Bowl competition here on the NFL Unwrapped podcast. The reason why is you need to download the app right now. Because of the timing, with the Super Bowl coming up, they're a completely free app that he's going to get into more. But you can seriously win some bucks during the Super Bowl, and when you can watch the Rams beat the Patriots, exactly, and we're here in LA, so we're excited about that. So before we get into our predictions today, we're going to be talking Super Bowl, what we actually think, try and stay as unbiased as possible with the three of us. Sitting here in sunny uh Los Angeles usually, but today it was while, raining. Well most of the raining. world
0: is dealing with the polar hey, vortex. Hey, hey it, it rained, rained for like three rain hours. It, it rained was stressful. Yeah. I had to walk to my car and I got, sure I got still I got wet. wet,
1: yeah. Corbin know. still wore shorts, so that's he's a psycho. <laughs> he's a psycho. He eats tuna too. But we're gonna talk Super Bowl and a bunch of other stuff later on in the podcast. For now, Evan, I'm gonna give you the floor to talk Yamble. And we're going to ask some questions a little bit after, but we just wanted you to give our listeners a brief breakdown of the app itself and what the Super Bowl competition consists of.
2: Yep. So, uh, Yamble, it's like gamble with a Y as you guys hit off, off the top. Uh, please give us a follow on social media at Yamble sports. Uh, Twitter is really where we're making our name there. So follow us on social. You're also going to download our app off of social media. Um, you know, because we're still in beta. We're still so new that we're in beta, so you need to download that link off of social. It'll take you to test flight, which is, you know, Apple's uh, mechanism for testing apps, and then you'll download Yamble straight from there. Um, so what is Yamble? It is a game we've created. It's super simple, addicting, 100% free, and you can win our money if you're good at predicting sports. Um, it's, it really hits all the pillars for... Someone who's into fantasy DFS gambling, talking sports, anything that you know, <laughs> you can have a stake in in the game the entire time when you're playing gamble. What we do is you get in get into our app. We've given you a point allotment, and you use your points to place takes on what's going to happen during games. Um, so an example of a of a take would be for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Tom Brady will will throw a touchdown pass in the first quarter is an example of a take you think it's going to happen use your points you can wager from one to four points use it place it on that take if you win the take and he throws a touchdown you get paid out based on the odds of the take so let's say that that take was eight to one odds you put down four points you get paid out 32 points um and we've got a we've got hundreds of takes available during our contests and you've got your points allotment and you place them on what you think is going to happen during the game so everyone's got a take on the game Everyone's got to take on their favorite players and what's going to happen on this drive, on this play. Um, Gamble gives you the opportunity to actually put your points and, and your money where your mouth is, but completely free. Use your points, place them on takes, what you think is going to happen, acquire points. Most points at the end of each half gets paid out. Straight cash through Venmo or PayPal or your you know, destination of choice. So that's kind of the concept of Gamble. Again, I'm sure you guys have some questions for me on it, but in order to get on there, just get on social media, at Sports. you'll see our download link. You can download it right there, and then you'll be able to start playing right away. we got some trivia in there. we got some takes up there already, and then when the game kicks off, tons of takes, hundreds available during the game, acquire points, and then if you are the best yambler, you will win money. We're giving away $500 for the Super Bowl, $150 each half for the first high-score yambler, first place, Um, each half and then we also pay out second and third place 75 and 25 bucks as well so 100% free place your takes on the game and you can get paid out cash so that's concept of yamble for you guys
0: wow okay um and i know right now it's in the beta phase so just for all of our listeners can you explain first you have to download the test flight app right and then you can get into your app
2: yeah so the deal is we're so new that we're still in beta you just can't find it on the app store through a generic search you just have to use uh one of our public links which we have available on social media um you know we can we can get it to you anyway you just need to download it on your phone um so just go to social media download it from your phone um and then yeah it's just a two-step process you download test Flight and then you download the apple cool. um yeah pretty simple and, and then you can start playing right away
1: That's awesome, and we're so excited here with Unwrapped. We all have downloaded it, of course, and we're looking at the trivia questions now that you do have up. It's just a fun way, before the Super Bowl competition, to earn more points. So, of course, doing the research online, going to find out which ones of their takes are true and false, we're going to be able to find more points there to add to these takes during the game. What I think is so cool here, first off, you said addicting, and with my addictive personality, it's... With my addictive personality, it's insane. I'm so excited for that. Uh, and, f- th- of course, <laughs> with the trivia questions right now, it's getting me excited by researching a little bit more and getting you know my eyes on what's true, what's false, a little bit more historic points with both of these two teams. It's just a fun way to get involved with the app so early. And like you said, it's they're getting out so early in the beta phase, so get it while it's hot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so here's the deal, guys, is we... It's a hundred percent free, and we're paying out winners every single contest. And and for the Super Bowl again, it's it's five hundred dollars of prizes to users. The
2: key is we, we need more users. That's we've been giving out the money to the same people who have become power users for us. You know, whether they're friends or you know industry people or uh, work in the NFL or NBA, it's like we we've, we've been giving out the money to the same people. We want to build our user base. All you gotta do is download and start playing, and it is. When I say addicting, I mean I'm I'm pretty serious about it. Our user stats are pretty crazy right now, as yeah. far as average time spent on the app when you're um, playing during during one of our contests. And yeah, it's, it's pretty addicting to keep getting notifications and, and vibrations and sounds that you win points and and see your uh, see your username up on that leaderboard. It's you know I would compare it. It's a little like DFS how you you know you can see your uh, your points go up and and see what other users are doing and and if you're in the money, you, you see that you've got a chance to win cash right then and there. Um, but for us, it's, it's not a set it and forget it where you pick your lineup and then you just kind of put it down and, and however it goes, it goes. With Yamble, you have a stake in every single play of the game if you want. So you place your takes on whatever you think is going to happen during the game. So, you know, let's say Super Bowl kicks off, Patriots get the ball. Um, you know, a take might be Sony Michel will have two or more carries on this drive. You think they're gonna feature him, throw down your points right there. If he gets two carries, boom, you get your points, see your name up on the leaderboard moving up, and hundreds of takes are available during the game. So super addicting, super fun. We have cash to pay out to you guys. We have the same people winning and we're trying to build our user base. And I'm telling you, it's it's a really fun game. We've had great testimonials from people so far. So really we're just hoping to get some exposure, and that's why I'm on this podcast right now. I love what you guys are doing, and, you know, we're trying to expand our user base to get big-time hardcore fans like like all of you and your listeners. So hopefully you guys will take our word for it and check it out and and become yamblers and try to win our cash on Sunday for the Super Bowl.
1: Yamblers, I'm triggered.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) you mentioned that you've been paying out some of the same users. Look, I'm going to be on it for the Super Bowl. I'm challenging all of our listeners right now. Try to beat me. $500 I $500 for the Super Bowl I'm thinking right now what am I going to spend or save that $500 for so anyone who's listening go ahead and download it Try to beat me, but you're gonna see my username at the top, Perry Christian. You oh, guys too. No, Good luck.
3: Here's the great thing: is Corbin will get more answers right, but I have bigger balls, so I will bet more <laughs> at the right time, thus getting no, more gonna... points than Corbin. I have more gusto. I'm braver. <laughs> I got you, Corbin. Smarter. You know, I'm just a little more endowed <laughs> by God. That's
2: I'm
1: cool. gonna find a way to cheat <laughs> the system. Okay. Yeah, we're we're gonna. I'm winning out big on Super Bowl Sunday, and guys. You have to go download that. If you have any other questions, you can hit us up on the NFL Unwrap podcast page and as well as our Unwrapped Sports Network page. uh, That's another Twitter page that you guys can go follow. And while we're at it, just wanted to remind you guys to go check out our website at unwrappedsports.com. You can find a bunch of articles on there and direct links to all of our podcasts. We're adding a newsletter, all types of stuff that is launching in the next week or two. And we're adding, of course, our partners tab where we'll be featuring Yamble and any of our other partners that we are in collaboration with. So you guys can go find out more on the website very soon. If not, for now, hit us on our DMs if you have any questions. Also, go follow them at Yamble Sports so you can ask them any questions and make sure you're being active with them and with the app. If you have any questions with how to download it and you haven't listened to this podcast, listen to it again because we just were very clear about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, appreciate it, guys. And Again, we're still in beta, so in order to find it, you'll just hit up social media, go to our page, at Yamble Sports, download straight from there. And again, the thing is that it's it's 100% free, always will be free, we're paying out users, and it is addicting, fun, you're going to love it. I promise you that. Um, we'd love to talk to people after they play as well. So give it a download, give it a shot, if you don't like it, you never have to play again, but (laughs) it's, it's, you know, you're going to love it, and and I'm really excited to talk to your listeners after they play to see what they thought, and you know how we can keep moving this thing going into the
1: future. The app may be in the beta phase, but it's most definitely alpha. So you got to go check that out. <laughs> Perry's been selling that I, for five minutes. I hit that with that for about five <laughs> minutes. So you're right. It was in my back pocket. but
3: When he thought of it, he just like sat back and had his hands rubbing together. <laughs> I saw
1: it. Yeah, no. He, no. I'm caught I might,
2: right-handed. You might steal
1: that. I love that. I'm caught, <laughs> I'm caught right-handed. But thank you so much for joining us to talk a little bit about Yamble. And if you haven't listened to our NBA and rap podcast, Go listen to that podcast. You can go follow them on Twitter at NBA Unwrapped, where we're just as active on there, following hoops. Uh, but our podcast is with Evan as a guest on the entire time. So make sure to go check him out on there with us. It was extremely fun. So thank you again so much for joining us. And all right, cool guys. We'll be talking soon, Evan. Yeah, you
2: guys uh, take it easy. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck to your Rams. I guess they're in the Super Bowl and. I'll see all of our yamblers on the app on Sunday. What
3: was that? You guess We're in the Super Bowl. Don't don't can't take it back.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, Saints fans. <laughs> Where right. Are
2: you St. Louis Rams fans is the question. No, I'm, just,
1: I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> L.A., baby. We'll see you later. Thank you so much, Evan, of course, joining us again. and Listen to us on the NBA and Rap podcast with him. It was super fun. We're going to move on to some other stuff. We're highlighting the Super Bowl now and... Roger Goodell, a little bit of NFL honors predictions with the awards coming up. So let's start with Roger Goodell not really publicly addressing this blown Saints call. We're going to talk about this unbiasedly with the Rams and the Saints game. It doesn't matter now. It's over with. But this is a point where, as the commissioner, you need to stand up and, if not say it publicly, at least issue a statement to where you're taking full responsibility. You understand that there was an issue, and regardless of how this may be fixed, the fact that a plan is going to be put forward and that you want to reinstate the integrity of the game. At this point, there are people out there that don't believe in the NFL in the same way, and at this point, Roger Goodell is doubling down by not really having the balls to step up and say something, in my opinion. And he's kind of been shady about the way he's addressed it, And I don't like that personally, but it's over with now. And I think for the NFL, in order to reinstate complete faith with people, he's going to have to at least step up and try and put a plan in place. And if that's reviewing the penalties or if that's adding a committee or an extra referee or whatever that may be, at least – The ideas are going to be out there and at least the NFL looks like they're fucking doing something. So I would like to see him grow some nuts and say (laughs) something during Super Bowl weekend before the season wraps up because it's going to be a dead time for a while. And that's when a lot of drama just kind of comes out of nowhere because, you know, there's fishing for stories. And I think Roger Goodell at this point should face everyone at the most public event of the league of the season and just say that there was a mistake made, and this, we're going to enjoy this game, and if that's before or afterwards, I think something needs to be done by him.
0: Yeah, I... As tired as I am with Saints fans (laughs) and Saints players and personnel still complaining about it, there were missed calls throughout the game, you gotta get over it, but it does worry me that something that blatant can be missed in such a critical time. There were reports that... The four referees that were closest to that call all reside in Southern California. That's something that's. Uh,
3: if you really, have money, you live in Southern California. You're only just saying that they have a good income. Like, how much money do referees well, make? That's why it's question. a good. It's like four hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I'd live no in way. California
0: then for so. six
3: months of work. No wait. four fifty. You're on TV, son. <laughs> I guess.
0: but still, just something needs to be done, and I am a fan of trying to figure out whatever it might be i don't think that coaches should be able to challenge any play for a missed call because like we said on the last podcast forever, and yes. worst case it's just oh you know what check for holding too exactly you scored a
3: touchdown it. let me just throw a yeah. flag cause five chances it's gonna yeah. be on that play there's holding
0: on every place so yeah
3: i play held just a shit blind shot group. hoping and praying that oh i right. hope he find a pi yeah. somewhere there was I'm one hoping. time i put a pinky in someone's freaking eye lobe and i never got called for it and thank you that's all I'm going to say. But it <laughs> happens regardless of the fact. Penalties do happen. Yeah, It's the same thing, you know, a, a giant organization messes up. You want to see the CEO, the president come and say, hey, we have a plan, have a Wells Fargo Facebook type apology where they say, hey, we messed up, but, you know, we are going to do better. You know, our ultimate goal is to bring you the best product possible. And he really didn't do that. He kind of replied to something insinuating that, you know, they'll go over it and they'll make the correct adjustments. But I agree with Perry. I want to see... The commissioner is someone who needs to get out and be the front and the face yeah. of things. It's usually the, the, the pencil pushers that give a response that he gave. I've said it for years. I'm ready for there to be a new commissioner in the NFL. And well, you um, see how progressive
1: yeah. Adam Silver is in the NBA – And when he came, it's all been uphill from there. So I think a change at the helm could be beneficial. Someone that might be a little bit more with the times and realize that sometimes mistakes are made, but it's all how you become innovative and move with the times and get better, like you just said. Mm -hmm. Take responsibility and find a way, if that's technology, or find a way with more personnel Mm -hmm. or more attention to a certain matter that might need some. That's what you got to do. And part of that is having a commissioner who's... Like
3: Adam Silver in the sense that he's he's fluid, he takes in uh, things, and he he makes correct adjustments. He at least does something. With Goodell, it's I don't like him being the public face. If he has another job within the NFL, that's fine. But it just seems that when when you want an answer, you you want just just something, just something. You're talking to the guy, you want a reply. He's not the guy, so. It's not up to me, but get this guy out. I'm done with him. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I think Goodell, it's just he's a lot more rigid. He doesn't really want to budge on stuff. Okay. There's a way that he wants to go about things, and he's not open to taking in criticism like mm-hmm. Adam Silver. As yeah. you look at the commissioners in the four different leagues, I mean, Adam Silver is by far and away the most beloved out of any of them, and Goodell just, I mean, there's issues that come up in the NFL that are really tough to navigate through. Mm-hmm. Um But it just seems like with every issue that comes up, even if Goodell is trying as hard as they can to try to get through it with the least amount of backlash as possible, he just leaves you questioning, like, why would you do it that way? And the not really publicly addressing this blown call. This happened on your second biggest stage of your entire season, the conference championship game. And a
1: historic weekend at that.
0: Yeah. And two incredible games, incredibly entertaining games. And it,
3: the viewership couldn't have been higher. yeah. Yeah. And
0: as much as there were blown calls, both ways, the Rams got screwed on some calls, the saints did too. This is the one that sticks because it was so blatant and so obvious. And for Goodell, just not to really talk too much on it, other than to say something along the lines of, well, the referees are humans that are going to make mistakes, which is true, and we've talked about that before, but just to not take it. Get, get out get out in front of it. To him, you know, or, if yeah. that's
3: gonna be your response, get on the stage and be like, I support the refs. Right. They will make the right decision. Shit happens. But he and, didn't.
0: And as long as he continues to hide from this in a sense, it's only going to allow the issue to continue to go on and really just gain more and more momentum until he finally talks about it it's just going to get worse
3: yeah the, the more time gives, the more time you give Stephen a smith and max kellerman time to talk <laughs> about it it just never is good for you in in life wouldn't you rather just be ahead of things than behind things and i, I don't think roger going like i said should be fired from the nfl completely i wouldn't be sad but we need someone not how doesn't have to be progressive but just someone who will speak and will just work
0: yeah yeah so let's move on to our next topic, so the NFL honors are coming out with an awards show on Saturday night like they always do the night before the Super Bowl. They're going to be announcing the winners for all of the big regular season awards. Even now
3: I'm getting dressed up for it at my house.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe I
3: will too. i wear a polo. All blue suit. I bought it for the Rams <laughs> and my work event, but you know,
0: same thing. Do that need a tub of
3: tuna. Corbin, screw you. It's What's the point? Why man? do you bring What's in tuna fun? out of nowhere?
0: Ah, it's delicious. That's why.
3: Oh my God. They have you drinking the purple tuna Kool-Aid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right let's move on to the awards though so we got mvp first uh christian who's your bet for mvp
3: pat mahomes and if you say anything other i'm gonna slap you anyone who hears this too i will find you and i'll slap
0: aaron Rodgers. i'm kidding
3: pat mahomes 100 yeah. percent this guy put, pat mahomes. put
1: up 5,000 passing yards 50 touchdowns this guy mm. is absolutely insane he's mm. possibly the best quarterback we've ever seen and we don't even know yet what did we talk about a year ago I said that Patrick
3: Mahomes should have been the MVP last season for how he forced Alex Smith to throw the ball. I'm just saying, I'm prophesizing. I'm just speaking things into <laughs> existence. Pat Mahomes is now the MVP. We just have to say Christian to say say it together. Christian saw this. Thank you guys for saying Christian it with did me. Didn't see it. This is insane. I really didn't see it. I didn't think Good. he would throw fifty freaking touchdowns That's in insane. a season. I didn't even do it on Madden when I traded for him and put him on my <laughs> team and I extended all the quarters like unbelievable this kid skies the limit i hope he doesn't become dan marino 2.0 and like just peaks his sophomore year of his season in terms of like accolades and never really goes back to the super bowl
0: but yeah i mean we'll see and christian i'm giving you all the credit you did say that last year and if you guys don't believe us go ahead and listen to our first episode where christian did say that it's he, the key me yeah. yeah let's move on to offensive player of the year so christian What's your prediction for offensive player of the year?
3: This is an interesting one. I really Can Are you can you win MVP and offensive? I was about yeah, to say
0: you, you can, but usually whoever wins MVP doesn't get offensive player of the year just well, because they If like you to.
1: can, then it's Pat Mahomes. I mean, that we just talked about it right there, 5000 yards, 50 touchdowns. I think it's unreal. So if there's a way to win both, then give it to him. If not, we're going to have to look for a plan B. I I almost want to say Saquon Barkley. I would say Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley. It's going to be one of them. I think
0: this was... Todd Gurley's award to lose before he started dealing he with the injuries. Yeah, yeah, he, he did end up losing.
1: It's Ezekiel yeah. Elliott or Saquon Barkley. I would calm down with Ezekiel Elliott. Talk. No, they. Um, I would say both statistically are up there for the same. They've had roughly about the same year. It's
3: going to be a toss-up at this position. Do you even think they could nod it twice to Mahomes and just...
0: I think there's definitely a possibility of that. It's just Do you years. think at
1: any chance they somehow give this to Breeze? Yeah, Since that's he, what I
0: was thinking, um, just as kind of, like, a final
1: award. Like, I'm sorry, oh, I'm that sorry to New Orleans. Like, he wouldn't so even
2: Knowing, knowing <laughs> Drew Brees, he just
3: slapped that award out of their hands and go get a Jimmy John's or something. Like, <laughs> Jimmy's, uh, I haven't had that in forever. He owns a good amount of them in New Orleans. Really? Yeah, that's why I said that. Oh, if wait. you ever eat there, it says, like, on the back of the cup, like, four times. It's like, oh, did you know that... Uh, if you Drew saw the-
1: Drew Brees at the Pelicans game courtside with his kid, he was... Wearing a Red Sox hat and custom Jays that were Patriots colors, so you know who he's rooting for in the Super Bowl. Definitely a little yeah. salty still, salt oh, and pepper. That hurts me, but <laughs> salt I'd and be pepper. salty too if a better team beat me. So the next award would be Defensive, uh, defensive Player, of the, player of the Year. So Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, yeah. and Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's got to be unanimous an here on Unwrapped. Aaron Donald is. Insane! If you see the pictures that he just posted last week, he is the strongest dude I've dude, seen in a God. hot minute. I didn't I, even show my girlfriend those photos out of fear that my like, girlfriend probably like, found those photos. No problem. She was just like, I'm sure every girl at some point took a look at those photos. Were like, that's I, goddamn. You know, know in I the I mean? NFL, his piss is getting tested real <laughs> soon. Yeah, yeah. no. I, breaking. Eric Reed gets tested because of this picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah,
0: but I mean, you think about defensive linemen and most of them. They're not they're not ripped like Aaron Donald is, and don't need to spend too much time. Oh my gosh, but no, no, no. I'm saying at most most of them are just bigger, long. not like Corbin's just looking at the. Uh, no, he is he has the build in, interior, of like an outside line, outside linebacker.
3: Interior linemen are the fattest, right? Generally That's in Professional what I'm sports. Let's let's just be honest. Interior offensive defensive linemen, you know, I thank you for I thank I got saying you. it a little
0: bit more eloquently. Like I was
3: an offensive tackle. I still had a little bit of pudge, and I was still like a skinny tackle. I I get it. I get it. All
1: right, guys. <laughs> oh, we're going to move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I don't think this is a debate either for me. But there is one going on between Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield. For me, it's she- going to be Saquon Barkley. Just the year that he's put up, it's absolutely insane. I know Baker Mayfield, especially during the coaching changing, amazing play after that. And he put up historic numbers for a Browns rookie and definitely led them to a lot more wins than the year before. It wasn't too hard. They had... You know, not very many the last two years, but I'm going to have to give this to Saquon.
3: If Saquon doesn't win Offensive Player of the Year, he has to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And the only way he doesn't walk away with Offensive Rookie of the Year is if they if, give it... He's Offensive Player of the Year, right, and then they give it to Baker as a right. nod.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, that Sa- Saquon realistic. is the Offensive Rookie of the Year, but if he wins Offensive Player of the Year, then yeah, I could see it going to Baker. He
3: might be Offensive Rookie of the Decade.
0: Yeah, he had Insane. an incredible... I mean, Insane. He's already... You could make a case for him as the best running back in the league. Now, I think
3: Perry will debate us on this next one. What? The uh, defensive rookie of the year. It's Darius Leonard on okay, the Colts. thank you. Wow, okay, Absolutely. Thank you. I Woo!
1: mean, this guy was... A, I, mean, I've, I give it the most unbiased takes out of the three of us, and that's been a consistent... Hey. i got to put him on notice. Start. I think Perry's going to slip by and this, this for anything. me. It's just, <laughs> you know I'm the most unbiased, guys. And I'm going to tell it how it is. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch had an amazing year, and for Which me... Which that... For me, that of course, that <laughs> castle. If you guys haven't watched Blue Mountain State, go find it somewhere. I don't even know where it is. Anymore. And he played Netflix. at Boise so State, funny. like the it's, school they're it's making. It's so fun perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect. But yeah, he had a, a tremendous year. Him and Jalen Smith are going to be one of the best linebacking duos for a long mm-hmm. time to come. With Sean Lee eventually fading out of here, uh, you got already, already kind of yeah has you, faded, yeah. Of course, the you, trade block. You got to love that though with these two guys, and it's a pleasant surprise. Someone that I actually was really high on in the draft. I know. Christian knew that, and I was very vocal that I thought he was going to be a good piece right away. I was right about that, but Darius Leonard, just an absolute beast. The fact that he wasn't a Pro Bowl selection, just robbed. Rob. This guy, the tackles he put up, the plays that he put up, the way that he helped this Colts defense, he was pretty much the captain of that defense at such a young age. Him and Quentin Nelson, the two of them both just amazing players Pershing that they found. First second round pick. They, it's a nod to their scouting department and the coaching staff on how they were able to make immediate impact. The yeah. third person that I... Would even say might be debatably over late in Van Der Es would be Derwin James yep. yeah. who on the exactly Chargers who say. just had a tremendous year and that's a guy that me and Christian were both extremely high on again mm-hmm. uh, during the draft he got process a little and, bit and, and you know when we were I watching want the Packers to get them, and you, them you know to I was pack. watching from the Cowboys point of view I'm a Cowboys fan and I know I was talking with Christian and we were both hoping right there that they would have traded up to where they where he was selected, it was just a few more picks and they ended up staying and taking Leighton Vanderest, which looks like the smart move. It was That's just it. their kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is they it was right there and the fact that he fell was astonishing to us. And the year that he had, I think he proved a lot of people wrong that you let him slide and I think he proved that he should have been the first secondary player taken over in that Patrick right? I absolutely oh, yeah. absolutely no mm-hmm. doubt about it even over Denzel Ward yeah Denzel I, Ward had a really he had a great good year, year but I'm telling you that this is would have been my pick for rookie of the year if I didn't go with those other two guys so clearly I'm going to take him over mm-hmm. another rookie who's not even in my conversation right now so right. I would take him any mm-hmm. day Derwin James was a big reason why the Chargers made that run, too. So, that would be my take oh, yeah, on, on uh, defensive rookie of the year.
3: And just a nod on, on Leonard, too. He's from a Division I AA school. He's from South Carolina right. State. That is the epitome of no matter where you are, no matter how young you are. You like just if, ball. You just ball. Like, if you're in there and you have a helmet yeah. on, like, don't matter where the hell you came yeah. from before this. Take that from Christian, too. I mean, he went... To tons of play, like right. There's a guy, Robert Alford from my school, starting shots. for the Cardinals. He was drafted in the second round from my school. My school, I love to gas it up, but we're nothing compared to Alabama, LSU. We don't have indoor facilities. Do we die in the summer still? And it's 2019. That's ridiculous. But it can happen anywhere. D3, D2, Like I love seeing these kind of stories. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely Darius Leonard. Uh, I agree with you guys. Derwin James and Leighton Van Der Esch. Are two and three or three and two, however you want yeah, to slice they, they didn't it. Yeah, it doesn't
1: even matter. Just the three yeah. of them. Just Great that rookie class, in It's just yeah, insane. It, was. it was. Great really defensive rookie, rookie class, player. and then Offensive. Saquon. And right. offensively who, too, who just good, that with Baker. It's just insane good class overall. Yeah. So
0: let's move on to comeback player of the year. I think it's pretty obvious it's Andrew Luck, but I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up J.J. Watt too, who for the True. past two years True. before this year had. Injuries that mm-hmm. took most of his season away. He had I think 16 and a half sacks this year. So he had a really good year It's just unfortunately for him for this award Andrew Luck had it's gotta be Angela. An you saw the
1: year that he had and again credit to everybody else that was there with the offensive line improving that was the key to it, and the thing with him coming off all those injuries—if he kept getting hit the way he used to, his career would have been over. He'd been and right back where he was, they found a way to protect him, and he's gotten that confidence back, and it's great
3: to see. Because the number one worst thing for an injury is probably more physical like, harm to that specific area. Oh, yeah. and right. He wasn't even touched for like the eighth game on. Like he had no, there was like no sacks. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Right. So it should be Andrew Luck plus his offensive line. It doesn't yeah. matter, though, because their coach still got fired no matter how great their offensive line was. It's their crazy. Offensive right. line. I want to yamble bet if he mentions the offensive <laughs> line in, in his acceptance speech. I guarantee it's like the first or second thing he mentions. Thank you, ha uh, offensive line. Uh Thank you for uh, this award.
0: Because it really is them. Nice. By the way, thank you, okay. offensive line, again. Right. I cannot say thank you One enough. wide
3: receiver and, like, a, a okay running back. Andrew Luck's such a nerd. It's so I love he's it. such a nice guy. Corbin, it's you with just so much more athletic like a talent. Honestly, it's a pretty close it's
0: comparison. my guy. Be a, I might be a little bit more... Oh, I'm talking about athleticism. Oh, my no, God. No, like Corbin... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: You I'm kidding. sit on this couch and talk sports. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> Pulled his ankle walking. <laughs> but, yeah, All that's right. Andrew Luck most definitely. We're going to talk coach of the year, and I'm going to start with this one. I've been saying this for months. I put up, actually, my predictions for... All of these awards, I think three months ago, it was very premature. I put them up, and I had Coach Nagy there, and I had Darius Leonard there, and my predictions still stay the same because of the years that they continue to have. Coach Matt Nagy at the Chicago Bears took this team from zero to hero this year, and yes, they got shafted with Cody Parkey's lack of Shh. kick kicking abilities, not able to finish the job there, and now they've signed another kicker. They're still on the hunt for probably another one just to make sure they have so much PTSD, it fucking hurts now. They're mm-hmm. never going to sign a soccer-playing kicker. They're going to find Draft someone that the third round. is just an absolute tank because if they ever miss another field goal or extra point, you know, there's going to be riots. They're going to have 20 kickers on the There's going to be riots, right there, just to yeah. Sure. Everyone's going to be a backup kicker just in case. <laughs> but I, it's got to be Coach Nagy because we were talking about before the podcast with his ability to make the play calls mm-hmm. and how creative he is and to see him just having fun at the line of scrimmage. It's it's cool to see him competing with the guys like Matt LaFleur with the Packers now and Sean McVay and all these guys that Cliff Kingsbury have these offensive minded guys who are heading up your coaching staff. He's right there with an amazing defense as well. And with Vic Fangio leaving, uh, there's an article about the future of the Broncos that we just put up on the website too. So go check that out. Highlights Vic Fangio coming over to the Broncos and what that means for that franchise. But, him leaving after four years as the defensive coordinator, that's not an easy loss right there. He's 60 years old. He's put in at 30-plus years in the NFL. It's insane what he means to that defense, and I don't think that means they're going to crumble at all because of the nucleus they have there and Khalil Mack and Fuller and so many other guys so that much are there. Talent. So yeah. much talent. It's just to see who steps up um, with the you know Vic Fangio gone now to – Just see how it all continues next year. I have full confidence with Matt Nagy there, and I think he deserves this absolutely. I know we're bringing up Frank Reich, too, but I think it's Nagy.
0: I think it's Nagy as well. Uh, I think Anthony Lynn will probably get some consideration for this award. Yeah, Sean McVay, who Rams had another good year. Sean Payton as well. But Christian, you had mentioned before this podcast, and I completely agree, it's how much impact you create versus how much you thought that the team was, how successful you thought the team was going to be versus how successful they end up being. Everyone, with the exception of Frank Reich and the Colts, all the other coaches outside of Matt Nagy. Their teams were supposed to be good. They were supposed to right. either for sure be in the playoffs or at least be playoff contenders. Maybe the Chargers were not a for sure bet getting into the playoffs. But Matt Nagy, you look at his offense that he runs with the Bears, you look at the Bears' offense, and yeah, they have some weapons on offense. they got Allen Robinson, Jordan Howard, who kind of had an underwhelming year. but But, a baller, but you look at that offense, and you look at, The one thing that stands out is just the creativity. Almost every single play. We think about Sean McVay as the innovator of the modern day offense in the NFL. Matt Nagy, you could argue, is a more creative offensive coach than Sean McVay. I'm not saying he's a better offensive coach, but just his 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 creativity and just his lining up defensive linemen on different formations when they're at the goal line or something, and just you have no idea what to expect. How he uses Tree Cohen
1: on any given play. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I completely agree with you guys. Yeah, as I say,
3: and we talked before the podcast, if you really watch like a lot of the plays of most of the games that happen, like you really just watched all all the games, his plays were just scripted, designed. You mentioned the defensive lineman playing offense. On the goal line, if you have a defensive lineman coming at you, that's just like impossible. (laughs) You can block two guys sometimes with that. I dare people to watch Tariq Cohen solely during one Bears game and just I watch how he's used, whether it's a, a decoy, he's motioned, he's at yeah. wide out, it's a it's a screen, but he's a wide receiver motioning in. It's like, God, I want to like the modern, day, it's the modern day. It's the
1: modern-day Darren Sproles, and the fact that he has a coach like Matt Nagy is using him to his full potential now. Right. And it's so exciting to see such a small player that's so dynamic on the field right. again. I don't feel and like I've seen that since Sproles. It's kind of weird because I don't know if he would have the same impact if he didn't go to a team like
3: this the titans or even the chiefs if he went to like let's just say like the colts would he be used in the same way would he be i don't think Tariq cohen look at at naheem
1: hines who is a poor man's version of tariq cohen who got drafted to the colts and he had an underwhelming season partially because marlon mack took such a big role there but that doesn't matter jordan howard still had his games and they found a way to coexist and yeah, they were, they're
0: completely different running backs. But Jordan yeah.
1: Wilkins, not Jordan Wilkins, but Naeem Hines would be, like I said, a poor man's version mm-hmm. of Tariq yeah. Cohen. But that's, that's why he is coach of the year is how
3: he can yeah. bring out what he brings in the players. And they really don't have a true wide receiver one, but look how easy they threw the ball down the field. Whether it be screens, whether it be tight end pops, like their offense can get you down the field, even if they're. Allen Robinson was hurt most of this year. It was Taylor Gabriel, was it? Their wife? I yeah. can't even. Yeah, Taylor Anthony Gabriel. Miller,
1: uh, one of their yeah. rookies
0: too. He had a.
3: Good Anthony year, Miller so. is a guy yeah.
1: that I was pretty high on in right. the draft process. He had a yeah. underwhelming year for part of it, but then definitely stepped up when yeah, he had there a was few really yeah. good games. I can definitely see a Sean McVay-esque
3: jump yeah. next year where the Bears are the ones that are playing in the Super Bowl. Because remember the Rams last
1: year were bounced after their first round. Who knows round what, what would happen if Cody Park he nailed that?
0: Yeah. I mean the Bears Who beat the done. Rams before. I, yeah. I think it would have been a lot different being played in Los Angeles this time. Cause of course. Jared Goff. And it's
1: hard to beat a team twice like that with yeah. such a good coaching yeah. staff.
0: But also just the Rams having to go to Chicago and play in the six degree weather. Oh, whatever I'm
3: anyway. frio.
0: i sh- Chicago right now. I want to bring up something really quickly, though, before we move on. Something I was thinking about. So... The NFL, they never cancel games for weather. But with what's going on right now with the polar vortex, there's like negative 60-degree temperatures in Chicago. Let the boys play? If, if there was a game, I mean, that's where there's reports like you can't be outside for more than like five minutes without Let getting frostbite. Boys. Do you think play. that the NFL would have canceled uh, Chicago Bears' home playoff game if or it, tried to move it somewhere? Game, move it, yes. If it was the Super Bowl... Well, they would never have it in Chicago, though. That's why they have that rule, where it has to be. So the NFL has a rule for Super Bowls where, with the exception of when it was in New York, they made this exception. Super Bowls have to be played in a city where the average temperature in the month of February is no less than 50 degrees, unless it's in a dome. So that's where, like, Minnesota still have the Super Bowl there because they're in a dome, Detroit. Right. Uh, but yeah, I just think, because I, I remember when the Vikings played the Seahawks in a playoff game a few years ago when Blair Walsh missed that kick to send the uh, yeah. Vikings into the next round, it was like three, four degrees in Minnesota before they moved into their dome, and Cam Chancellor sent out a picture on Instagram quite a while after the playoff game was over showing all of the, just his hands were mangled from how cold it was and having to grab onto people. Now was at like six degrees. I, I, can't, just,
1: I can't even imagine uh, but then also just the fans too cuz if you have it at I'm like -60 when it comes to cold <laughs> weather
0: if I'm, you have it at -60 degrees though like are fans going to be there cuz they're I mean they might be dead by the time the game's over
3: That is really right? interesting and I hope to god that that never is the case yeah. but I mean let's go to a regular season game if it's like the Rams in Mexico that game's going to get moved you know that's going to be really easy the, the field wasn't even good you can move a regular season game a playoff game maybe you you move it earlier in the week. Like you would have to do, this is threat level midnight. Like they have to have some dossier in the NFL office that if this happens, they have to have a contingent plan because home field advantage gets changed at it's that a point. Big, yeah. it's and a that's big, big. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's a big deal.
3: And you, so you either put everything on hold for a week or actually I kind of want it to happen because <laughs> I want to see like what they would do. Because Roger Goodell can't handle anything, right? So just
2: moves
0: What up. What is the coldest temperature where you would ever go to an NFL football game? For free, or yeah, for free. Let's say it's for free. <laughs>
1: Jesus, I don't know, <laughs> give me enough clothes and enough hand warmers that I can put around my entire body and snuggle up to as many people as possible. And like, I'm I would able give to make it a some try. 20, should happen 20.
3: at twenty I'm to ten. You. I would give it a. But I'm I'm not. If it's free and I'm there for ten minutes and it's uncomfortable, boy,
0: I'm going home. No, but you have to sit through the game. That's the thing. You go to the game, you're sitting through the whole game. You're no. still sticking 20. with it. 20 I've never been in any weather below right. like 20 degrees. 20 was pretty cold, and I had a lot of layers of I'm clothes so on. Not you're not a real I Green Bay
3: owner. I, I, so I would love, love
0: to go to a game when it's snowing, but hopefully it's not too much below freezing. But I don't know. I could try maybe 5, 10 degrees. But Dude, I put on a be be beanie to be walk down. my
1: dog. Out here in California, and even when it's not raining, like there's one of our Minnesota guys. fans are gonna be pissed
3: at
0: us,
1: like
3: oh, oh the pussies.
0: <laughs> well, they're, they're they're dealing with negative sixty degree weather. They're right probably right not gonna yet. listen
3: yeah. to this until summer. Yeah, you know, like, they, they can
0: They canceled school though around like the Chicago area because it's so cold. But they're gonna have a football game with people outside. I, hold just, on.
1: I gotta shout out my my girlfriend's dad actually, who and they technically had a warning in Buffalo new york with just next to the lake and stuff which means buffalo canada buffalo yeah right on the border right there to where you're not supposed to go outside even if you had work a lot of it was canceled but you're not supposed to go outside and he ran out of bud lights so (laughs) against a a city-wide warning to not go outside he went into his car and drove city like across the city just to go get more bud lights and i just i just thought that's some serious dedication and also show that he's probably tough as nails compared to me when it comes to that cold shit. So I mean beer beer makes a man do some crazy shit. Wow, that that it. is one of those like you tell your children,
3: My dad drove through a winter advisory to go get
1: <laughs> No, that is that's pretty
3: badass. I, I wouldn't do the same.
0: I mean they haven't where there's videos of people walking outside with a cup of water. They toss it in the air and it's frozen. It's time boiling, water. Oh, fuck. Boiling, boiling water. Boiling water. I not know the oh It's
3: God. boiling water, Corbin. Oh, the wow. water
1: is boiling. Wow. I think we make a motion that if you are in a place that that's cold and you want to have fans come to your games, have a dome. Every yeah. Single. Place. Let's just
3: every team have a dome. Why wouldn't you not want be to be in the role. Super Bowl rotation? There should be a dome
1: rule. Yeah, that's true. Let's make that's that a thing. The dome rule. Twenty twenty five dome rule.
3: <laughs> that sounds so sexual and I love it. Put it in my dome. <laughs> all right, so let's move right. on. Let's move on to on the note.
0: Super Bowl. Uh, before we get to our predictions with the final score and stuff, let's just talk a little bit about Tom Brady. So, I mean, you hear about this all the time, yeah. But he's going into his ninth Super Bowl. He's ESPN. forty-one years old. He's forty-two. He's 40, forty-one years old. I think he's forty-two now. 40, forty-one still.
1: Corbin has his birthday up <laughs> on. Damn, Corbin has a tattoo on his body. Yeah, that's weird. Sure.
0: Um. <laughs> But yeah, 41 years old. He's going into his ninth Super Bowl. ESPN had an interesting article up uh, yesterday detailing how Brady could have easily been eight and zero in his Super Bowl appearances so far, or zero and eight. He's five and three right now. His first Super Bowl coming against the Rams back in o two twenty or seventeen years ago. That one that ended on an Adam Vinatieri field goal. I was watching the highlights of that game yesterday on YouTube and there were just so many plays in that game. There were like, I think, two Kurt Warner interceptions where it was just, what are you doing on that throw? And that could have changed everything. The Rams, um, I believe, they scored a touchdown to tie the game. The Patriots did not have good field field position with about a minute, 20 seconds left in the game. Uh, John Madden, who was announcing that game had said right when the Patriots started that last drive. Yeah, I, if I'm the Patriots, I just play for overtime. No good can come out of this. And then Tom Brady starts his whole legacy with driving them down the field. Then Terry hits a, I believe it was like a 47-yard field goal, which at the time, the kickers that year had, I think it was like a 70% success rate. So it was not a gimme at all. Um, but yeah, it started that off this If you haven't read that article, you definitely should go ahead and read it. Um, Not to steer people away from our site, go ahead and read. Go on ours too. We got some Patriots on there. We got yeah, we we do. who doesn't shut up about it. We we do no, and actually, I wanted to shout out our writer Michael Doan. Uh, He had a really interesting article uh, titled "The Belichick Era," where he took a little bit of an in-depth look about how Bill Belichick became the head coach of the Patriots. He was the assistant coach for Bill Parcells when Parcells was the head coach of the Patriots. Robert Kraft and Bill Parcells did not get along. Parcells ended up moving on to the Jets. He took Belichick with him as an assistant. Uh, Just go ahead and read the article. It's really interesting. The Jets tried to get Belichick as their head coach before Robert Kraft ended up finalizing a deal with Belichick to become the Patriots head coach. And obviously we know what happened from there. Nine Super Bowls later, here we are.
1: Yeah, make sure to check out those articles. They're amazing, guys, on UnwrappedSports.com. So, for now, P- Super Bowl predictions. I know I said Rams this whole year. I know Christian said Rams this whole year. and I, I know mean, I got, of, a, I got a bet on hasn't. Rams. Corbin hasn't said Rams all year. He was I, the one saying Saints. I had a bet on the Rams. Oh, I'm saying when we made our predictions, you yeah. had the Saints winning it, yeah. and we he had did. the Rams. Okay, I
0: changed tune before the regular season right. started.
1: So... We're gonna talk about a little bit of final score prediction here and what we think. I'm gonna start with me with the Rams defeating the Patriots, 24 to 21.
3: It's a little low. Yeah, it's... 24 to
1: 21. Okay, Christian? I
3: like the amount of defense. I'm thinking more of a 31-28. Okay,
0: yeah, I I think it's gonna be. I agree, it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna go 34-31. I think at some point during this game there's going to be a little back and forth with, like, two touchdowns scored by each team back-to-back to back-to-back. To we're back all, to we're back. all
1: getting into the Rams here?
0: Yeah, I think Rams, Ram Rams up! 34-31, but the Patriots scare the hell out of me. Yeah. I was watching the Patriots-Chiefs uh, uh, game rooting for the Chiefs so much just because I respect the hell out of them. That's why they scare the hell out of me. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, too, just... If it's close at the end of the game, I just don't want the ball in Brady's hands last.
3: And he's forty one years old.
0: Doesn't matter, he's still you solidly. Silver Fox.
1: Amazing. He just gets better with age. And then we also have Tony Romo
0: announcing. A nice Cabernet
1: Sauvignon, Tom Brady edition.
3: (laughs) Him and LeBron are in there.
0: Just, we also got Tony Romo announcing the game, so he's I probably going to have a few. He, I'm so excited. That yeah, was so you got awesome. You so many you, on,
1: you guys on NFL Twitter, you guys were awesome with it and with all the memes you guys made. That dude was on it, making predictions before it all happened. Just like Yamble, you make in-game predictions. <laughs> There's my... Not sponsored by Yamble. Yeah, that was exactly commercial. We yeah, I hope Romo perfect.
0: doesn't sign up for Yamble because then I'm not winning. Yeah, I,
3: seriously. I, Romo, stay off Yamble, <laughs> but everybody else, go for it. I think my best lifetime prediction has to be Tony Romo because I said the quickest way he'll go to the Super Bowl is by being an announcer. <laughs> there was no way he would ever lead the Dallas Cowboys no. to a Super Bowl, so I'm glad that... <laughs> His personal accolades. He never
1: led them to Super Bowl, so I have to agree with you, obviously. I mean, he was he stati- can, he's statistically the best quarterback in Dallas Cowboys history, so all respect surprising. to him. Is he the best playoff cap? No. <laughs> he's one. High, highly respected around the league. In and the regular see, season. Now with him in the booth, you can see his IQ, and it's oh, so it. fun oh, to, he to hear him up there. And Jason Witten, hang up the boots... Man, you are so awful to hear him yeah, mess up Jason as much Williams. as he's yeah, he messed up. He needs to go and play. He needs oh to hang God. up the mic and put the <laughs> I mean, Greg Olsen, at least he is fluid. Like, for Jason Wynn, he's made yes. way mm. too many major mistakes. Greg Olson I, would be good. I'll put it this way. He already started Greg it, Olson. It's kind yeah. of bad for former
3: athletes that he's an announcer because it's like, oh, he was good at sports. He should be an announcer. No. Jason Wynn needs to be unemployed for the sole fact that if you are a good former athlete who can speak, you need to have a job. I don't want them to be like, point to Jason Wynn on why Former athletes shouldn't be speaking. Need to get him out so we can point to Tony Romo and be like, that's yeah. the reason. And why I, I don't
0: great. get how, because he had to try out for his gig on Monday Night Football. How did the producers for Monday Night Football come out of that thinking, yeah, that's a good hire? So he's probably a good guy in closed door settings. I'm sure but he is. But.
3: The, nerves, the nerves are just probably yeah. different. And I would probably think the same thing. I played in front of thousands of people. It's different when there's no helmet covering your face. Trick. In all honesty, not everyone's a tank, and you have to talk, like me, not just play. <laughs> I
0: can't wait for Fox to sign Peyton Manning so they have a little rivalry. I feel like Peyton Manning would be just His like voice Tony. annoys me though. Yeah, yeah, but just the intelligence factor, being able to predict stuff, just like Tony Romo. We know how ridiculous Dude, just get Manning was. With.
3: Off, Jesus Christ! I'm so annoyed. I can by see him. Peyton Manning like going into politics more than going into broadcasting.
0: Yeah, there was a report. I think it was fox that was trying to get him a year or two Come ago on now.
3: But, did you even need to think of which one was trying well to get no because
0: it might have been cbs when they were okay. trying to get him instead of romo maybe but there was a report that peyton manning was only interested in doing thursday night football games not the sunday night ones because as an announcer when you have a game that you have to announce you have to go into the city that it's being played two days beforehand and peyton manning wanted to have his weekends free to do other stuff to go mm-hmm. fishing
1: yeah yeah live a life to play bingo
3: no i really think though that i see presidential payton in my mind president mm. payton president payton oh, yeah no, we'll,
0: see. We'll, we'll
3: see there's people who have had lesser of
1: becomings to win the office so, so we're gonna end this podcast with a super hypothetical question if the saints were to have moved past the rams size heavily from the corner uh, <laughs> we're gonna just do it for all of our new orleans audience our louisiana people who do you think would have beat the Patriots? The other team. <laughs> you, you think it would have been Patriots?
3: Whoever would be playing. The, the, if it was the Chiefs, it'd be the Chiefs. If it would be the Patriots, it'd be the if it, The Colts? I don't care. The Saints are going to lose the Super Bowl. They do not deserve to be in it. Even if they play the Patriots or the Chiefs, they would have lost. What do you think, Corbin?
0: I guess I would go with the Patriots. Just Drew Brees. Before the NFC Championship game, I thought whoever won that game was going to win the Super Bowl. But Drew Brees just, he's, he fell off a cliff towards the end of the season. And that game just, the Saints should have capitalized on so many more opportunities than they did. Uh, you think about the interception they had to start off the game, only getting a field goal 13-0. out of that. 0 Yeah, I mean, you, they shouldn't be complaining about the missed call because they had so many opportunities mm-hmm. to not let it get to that point.
3: Ever since the Dallas game, he uh, did not play well at all the rest of the season. Drew Brees.
0: Yeah, that was when he started to fall off a cliff. And then even the play, two plays before the missed call, when they had that uh, slant route called for Michael Thomas and Drew Brees, it's probably the worst throw maybe of his career. Mm-hmm. Five yards out and he just throws it right into the dirt.
3: Yeah, I'm really wondering maybe, if he got injured during that game.
0: Because it was he was destroying the league. He was yeah, lighting it up, really
3: MVP. Well. And it wasn't even that he was throwing short passes. Like, he was pushing the ball somewhat down the field and towards the end of the season. Yeah. It looked like he didn't even trust his arm past 30 yards.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Patriots too. This Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, it's insane. And I honestly think that they can beat the Rams this coming Sunday. I'm scared. 100%. So I don't even feel confident putting that down. That's just us hoping that, you know, LA brings home a Super Bowl. But out of a completely unbiased take, this is a team that we thought was going to go all the way and win this. And I believe in Sean McVay and his coaching abilities. Yeah, It's just... If there is a coaching staff that you have to respect, you know, regardless where you're from, it has to be mm. Belichick, Kraft, the way that they have made this dynasty over the years. The consistency. The consistency and yeah, greatness. It's insane.
0: You look at, from a talent standpoint between the two rosters, the Rams are clearly the more talented team. And, and, and that's, we, and that's we not hated on the debate. Patriots,
1: too. We said that the Chargers were going to upset them. And stuff, I did. So yeah, I, 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 we all I have to that admit that our be. faults, too, because... I totally thought that mm-hmm. 41-year-old Tom Brady, nothing against him or anything. I just yeah. didn't think the team around Belichick and Brady, who are always fantastic, I didn't think it was a good enough team to overcome the mm-hmm. Chargers, who I had a lot of faith in. And you saw what they did to them, and mm-hmm. it's how the Patriots have continued yeah. to roll. You have to give respect, and we have to eat our words because we were totally wrong on that one. When
3: Brady was chanting that we were counting them out at his little like parade before they left, he was speaking directly to us. He said, they're counting us out. No, he's speaking directly to Unwrap because not one of us. Yeah, Yeah, it's... Sorry, bro. He humbled me again. Really quickly,
0: though, with the Drew Brees stuff, it's going to be interesting to see just how he starts off the year next year. Was it, like you mentioned, Christian, an injury that he gets fixed over the offseason? Or is it just age? Because...
3: I think it could be maybe his arm just runs out of juice like 10 games into the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Let it's Teddy definitely Bridgewater a, yeah. play the first six. <laughs> <laughs> and then have him for the end. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Nick Foles, um, playoff specialist. Who do you guys think is going to be the MVP of the Super
1: Bowl, though? Sony Michelle, Dark Horse. I think well, somehow. They'd have, win. Win. they'd have to win the game. I yeah, think somehow. Really? like Oh, can they not give it to well, the I mean they- team?
0: They can, but it's he just usually... Because I think he's going
1: to be insane how they use him against usually the Usually it's
0: going to be for the winning team, but okay. I mean, he could.
1: Uh, I, th- think, Jared I think going so to put up a crazy... I don't think game.
3: Todd Gurley will... I think him and C.J. Anderson will probably be... Will, will over-under, yeah, will,
1: over, will Todd Gurley get five carries? Yeah, yeah I think he's had two weeks off. He had four Let's left, just talk
0: mean. about Gurley for a second. I mean, it's been, what, one and a half weeks since the NFC Championship game, and we still don't know exactly what was wrong with him in that championship game. You ask Sean McVay, and for the most part when he's been on radio doing interviews, they ask him, is Todd Gurley healthy? Was he okay? Yeah, he was fine. There was one interview he did, I think, on uh 710 ESPN LA radio a day or two ago where they asked him again about Todd Gurley's health and he said you'd have to ask him. That was a little bit interesting because usually if someone's healthy, then the coach said, Yeah, he's healthy. So for him to say, you'd have to ask him.
3: Mm-hmm. It seems he's kind of I, fed up by the question.
0: Yeah, we're never going to know what was wrong, if anything was wrong with Todd Gurley. The explanation that Sean McVay gave after the game about how the game flow just kind of dictated giving the ball to C.J. Anderson a little bit more, it makes a little bit of sense just because... I know, yeah, you still want to give it to Gurley, but Gurley likes to bounce it to the outside a little bit more. The Saints are really good at setting the edge and forcing you to run towards the inside. C.J. Anderson, obviously, is the bigger running back. But I agree, Todd Gurley is the much better running back. Whether he's running inside or outside, you want him to have the Let football. me tell you,
3: someone who plays football, that is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. There's something wrong. Feed homie. I'm glad they're taking a Patriots-type approach where they keep shit just so in-house that we may never know yeah. until a couple of years a couple of years later. Keep but... feeding the
1: big boy. I mean, he did this when he was in Denver. Car- he yeah. did this in Denver. He did this now. It's just don't underestimate C.J. Anderson is what I'm saying at this point. He's been playing extremely well, and he's going to continue to. Yeah, we'll be fine either way if he plays or if he doesn't.
0: Don't yeah, do. I, I, I hope so. So let's move on to one last point before we finish up this podcast so robert Kraft recently said that he wants to have an extension with tom brady which obviously i mean you, if you have to i but think by we, how long yeah that's said what it, I wanted he said to say. he
3: wants to play to age 45 i think this is the last contract you said it last year when he turns 45
0: no more one. you sign him to a four-year extension, though?
1: Well, he's going to be 42 next year. going to so be 42, 43, 43 44, 44,
3: 45, 40 yeah. years. And I get him on a like, team-friendly deal.
0: Well, that's the thing with Brady is that he's been on team-friendly contracts for his entire his career. His wife because- makes
1: so much money, it doesn't matter. Here's yeah, what I and- think you do. You put him on a two-year extension... You find a way, and if you have to, you do three years tops, and you can reevaluate then and see if you want to give him another one year or two years. But it's crap we're talking about who is so buddy-buddy with Tom Brady. I just see it being a four-year... Like,
3: let's just iron out the rest of your career now, and let's just set it in stone. 45.
1: I think think it's going to have a lot to do if they win this game or not. Out of respect, if he wins this Super Bowl, and he just, again, just continues to cement his legacy, I think that as a sign of respect and of them knowing that he's at the top of his game. It's a more sure thing that he gets something like that. But if they lose this game, I don't think that's going to be detrimental to his extension. But I just think maybe at that point, a little bit more questions pop up. I, than just, if I he just rides off in the sunset.
0: I just think that as incredible as Brady, that Brady has been for the Patriots, and he is by far the most valuable single player that any team has ever had. And as much as you want to thank him for all that he has done, you can't, sign him to a four-year contract unless most of it is non-guaranteed which I don't think Brady would do that especially when he's been taking these team-friendly contracts he wants most of it guaranteed but you can't sign him to a four-year deal when he's going into uncharted water we've never seen a quarterback at age 41 be able to do what he's doing and that he might be able to continue doing that but Every other quarterback, you look at Peyton Manning, who is probably the closest to Tom Brady when you talk about Brett Favre. This.
1: But went, he was still effective at a very yeah, but very he had
0: he had a big drop off, especially plus, though, especially his last year, he had a very big drop off, and that was at, I'm not I think forty forty one years old. To how I'm just Brady's playing, but, but then you he think still about slinging. you think about Peyton Manning, his last year in the league, you saw Bro- yeah, you,
3: Osweiler was playing for a lot of that. Yeah, yeah
0: you saw little. Little signs the year before, and then once they got to the playoffs, Peyton Manning looked bad, but he thought, oh, maybe it's an injury. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, you keep thinking, okay, this is going be to the, be the year when he's finally going to start to show his age, and he just doesn't. And he might continue to not show it for another four years, but if I'm the Patriots, I'm not willing to gamble on that and give him four years, unless a lot of it's non-guaranteed. And I think Brady Brady doesn't want to end his career looking like Peyton Manning. So I think maybe to that point, even if he had a four-year contract, if he starts to slow down and just has yeah, a horrible season, he's retiring. Um, yeah, so I just think that's probably how it's going to end up going. Give, really him, quickly. give him a
1: three-year one max, and I feel better. About really that.
0: quickly though. So, what's your guys' guess? Where do you think Tom Brady ranks in terms of salary for starting quarterbacks in the NFL?
3: What do I think?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what it is.
3: I know it's like kind of near the half. Right, it's like sixteenth or seventeenth.
0: Perry, I am like twelfth, twenty second. Really? Yeah. It's so not that's a lot.
3: there's a lot of guys who get paid a lot to not do that much.
0: He's just he's always part of it is probably his wife making as much money as she does. But Brady realizes look in order to that's why he has been so successful is that he has always put the team before yeah, himself, yeah. which is extremely rare in any sport, right. but especially in football where for the most part your careers are so short. I think football has the lowest average. Career span of any of the four professional sports at three years for each pro.
3: No, I think it's like one point. Oh, I thought it's it was lower. three. I know when I was playing, they told us it's like less than two years. Is wow. what they told That's us. I, I don't doubt that
0: though, and a lot of that just because it is so dangerous. So for Brady to do what he's been doing, it's incredible, and I think if there's any quarterback moving forward that wants to have any chance to put up the same sort of legacy statistics of going to as many super bowls as him they have to make that same sacrifice and i really doubt that anyone is going to be willing to because it's one thing to say oh yeah i want to go to that many super bowls i don't care ten, ten, 10 million is good enough for me i don't need to make 20 25 million mm-hmm. But then, when you get into that negotiating room, and you if got to sign cousins, on that dotted line, yeah, exactly. Your, your, your
1: cousins, you're sitting there, and you're trying to just make your buck. That's mm-hmm. it. Like it's 2019 as well. People out here are trying to make their money.
3: Tom Brady's just so legacy, personal legacy-driven. Yeah. Uh, to me, it seems at least as one more dollar bill is no different than one dollar bill less. But my name being etched in stone the perfect way is how he wants it to go down. And, right. That's just who he is. Some people, are driven by you, got to respect that. Yeah, I,
0: I do. Yeah, it's a great way to put it and a great way to end it. So, just want to thank you guys all for listening to our one year anniversary and Super Bowl edition podcast, yeah. episode 25 We're NFL. <laughs> I want to remind you guys that you can listen to our podcast on the podcast.com website, also, listen to us on Apple iTunes podcast app. Also, go ahead and listen to us on the Pulse Podcast Network. You can download their app as well. It's just a network of different podcasts all getting together into one place. Follow us on Twitter, at NFL Unwrapped. Follow me on Twitter, at Corbin Unwrapped. Perry on Twitter, at Perry Aston. Christian on Twitter, at McGowan75. And our special guest from earlier with Yamble, Evan Jacoby, on Twitter, at Evan Jacoby, and that's J A C O
1: B Y. Follow Yamble Sports, too, the app that he's a part of at Yamble Sports, mm-hmm. and go check out our website at unwrapsports.com. Find all of our latest episodes for each one of our podcasts right there on the homepage. You'll see our articles as well from us, from all of our contributors. Christian, I know you said you have one coming up soon. I so do. I'm happy. I'm happy I held off because I'm Missouri just got that. a bull band. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about that. It's going to be about college football again, and I know with Mike and him, they do have a new college episode for our college football episodes. It's it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to hear that. Episode two of The Rebirth, episode four of The Total. There we go. And with NBA Unwrapped, you can find that episode at NBA Unwrapped on Twitter. Same places, same platforms for this one with Evan Jacoby as our guest on the entire one. Make sure to download Yamble Sports, the Yamble app. Do test flight first. Lay out of that, and we can go play the Super Bowl competition. We want to make sure you guys get that done, so you can get some free money. Yeah, make some money. I'm trying to make some money. That's yeah, it's you get guys. bread season, baby. Right? Yeah,
0: and. Anyone who's listening, if you aren't a contributor for our website and you want to be, go ahead and message me, message Perry, message Christian, message one of our Unwrapped Sports Twitter handles, whether it's the podcast or the actual website.
1: Yeah, it's at at Unwrapped Sports on Twitter. So, looking to grow the family, looking to get as many fans and people within this industry involved. Yeah, no,
2: seriously. Much love to our current contributors. We're going to keep growing. Thank you guys so much, and happy hunting in the Super Bowl.